Britt Baker and Ruby Soho take personal digs at each other this week on AEW Rampage. We talk about that, review the show, and preview AEW Dynamite Grand Slam next on the Squared Circle Cycle Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, I think this was easily the segment of the night between Ruby Soho and Britt Baker. Basically going back and forth at each other, taking personal digs. Whether it was Ruby Soho mentioning Adam Cole or Britt Baker mentioning that uh, Ruby Soho was fired, not a runaway. I just thought this was really, really good. Very entertaining. Five to ten minutes on a uh, AEW Rampage this week. Yeah, I, I thought this was really good. I, it definitely got me uh, much more excited for their match coming up on, on Wednesday. So um, definitely looking forward to that. I love the back and forth between both of them. And, and it, it really did what you want it to do, right? Because if you put this on a show that's supposed to lead into like their match, obviously there's not much time between now and when the match is actually going to take place. So you want this segment to drive it home. You want this to get people interested. You want people to be looking forward to Wednesday night when they go face to face. And mm-hmm. that's exact. That's exactly what it did. And it's, it's encouraging to see that, the more and more individuals that decide to go to AEW because of either, you know, if you want to call it creative freedom or freedom to kind of uh, express yourself in your, in your promos and stuff like that, even in segments like this, it's really starting to show Um, Ruby Soho. I I couldn't even tell you the last time she did anything remotely close to that in WWE. I don't even know if it ever, it ever happened. The only time I could think of, of when she did like a good promo in WWE was she cut a promo before her tables match against Natalia. And I I forget exactly what she said, but there was a moment where she kind of stops and just smiles. And I remember that from her. And that was really like the only time they really got to see her promo work in WWE. And I got to be honest, like, I don't know who actually won this promo battle. I thought both of them were really, really good. Who who do you think won if you had to pick? I don't know if you could say if anybody won. I, I thought it was fairly even. I thought that the back and forth was was good. It didn't feel choreographed. It didn't feel like it was scripted or rehearsed or anything like that. It felt it felt genuine, like they were trying to go out there and trying to one up each other just for the right. fact that, you know, they wanted to build interest. They wanted to get the fans invested mm-hmm. and just looking at where Ruby Soho was, let's say five months ago, you know, it's like night and day. She's about to have a, a world title match in AEW, which is, you know, right now the second biggest wrestling promotion in the United States, who knows, maybe someday it'll be number one, but mm-hmm. she's, she's right in the mix there. Right. You can see how far Britt Baker has come from, if you want to say obscurity, because there was a lot of people and maybe myself included that at the time when Britt Baker was in AEW as this face, people were saying, well, what's so special about her? Well, now we get to see that with this whole new persona that she's really built herself up to. I, she, to me, she's one of the top two, maybe certainly within the top five uh, female pro wrestlers in wrestling right now. Yeah, I think at, to me, she's easily... Top three as far as women promos. I don't know. You maybe yeah. you go with with Sasha and Becky in that conversation, and then Britt Baker. I think even then, I think Britt is doing better than Sasha as far as that when Sasha Banks is actually showing up, and then Becky, I, I you know that she's come back has done pretty good and actually gotten some pretty good heat um, 
in WWE from fans to the fact that they're booing her when she mentions her baby. So that you know you're getting heat when if you mention your baby, you're getting booed. But yeah, and in pro wrestling, and we talk about this all the time. Your your character is something that can go with you whether you decide to leave AEW, go to WWE. Like that's one of the more important things. At anybody that gets to that level can go in the ring. Most of mm-hmm. them can. And if right. you work for AEW, if you work for WWE, New Japan, you can deliver in the ring. Um, but if you have a character that you're able to develop or even a catchphrase like her, and I said this, I think, last week or the week before, you know, between Adam Cole with Adam Cole Bay Bay and, and her with the DMD thing, it's like they've become this couple that is just uh, a marketing machine. So mm-hmm. good for both of them. Yep. Now let's get on to the matches that we had last night on AEW Rampage. The Lucha Brothers open up with the AEW Tag Team Championship match against the Butcher and the Blade who come into this 7-0, and which... I got to be honest, I didn't even remember them having seven matches, let alone winning all seven of them. But nonetheless, they are challenging for the AEW Tag Team Championships. I thought it was a good match and a very interesting finish where they tie Penta's mask to the turnbuckle and they they had to find a way to get Penta out of there. So he removes his mask, but covers his face, does a super kick and get, helps Ray Phoenix get the win there. What'd you think of that finish? Well, I mean, we've seen that the mask get removed from him. I think at least one other time it's happened before. It happens frequently. It definitely happens frequently. That's that's the thing. And the more times you do this, especially on, you know, what is mostly, I guess, if you want to call a forgettable or throwaway edition of rampage, other than the segment that we talked about, it's like, why do it? Because when they try to do it at a bigger show, it loses its value. And, And not to mention you're, pretty much doing it with the same guy consistently so you know it was a fine finish i guess but i feel like they go to that finish you know maybe one too many times and it will lose its value for larger matches where it would be more impactful but nonetheless it was a fine match i thought it wasn't i didn't really think the butcher and the blade had any chance in this match but no you know it was still it was still a good match yeah i mean they're contrasting styles obviously the fast-paced high-flying lucha brothers against the grounded powerful butcher and the blade but we've seen time and time again the butcher and the blade losing matches like this where you think they you know should win or you think they should dominate and they don't and i mean they're they have really I don't think they really have too much value in the tag team division right now. So obviously you have the Lucha brothers win, but then afterwards uh Hardy family office attack the Lucha brothers and then coming in for the save Santana and Ortiz. So obviously this plants the seed for the eventual tag team championship match between Santana and Ortiz and the Lucha brothers, which we know the rivalry that they had in impact wrestling when it was LAX and the Lucha brothers, and they had some memorable matches. And that was really where I first had my eye on these four ta- uh, these four guys. And if they bring this to AEW, I think a lot of people are going to be excited for it. Yeah, and you know what? Not only that, but it seems like FTR is certainly getting positioned to be right in the top tier, um, which they never really were out of the rankings, but it seems like they're going to start to build towards uh, title contention again. So with those three teams, um, their tag team division, I know that for a long time they talked about having the best tag team division, but... Now I think we're really starting to see some of the best tag teams in the world be focused on the uh, at the top, whether it's, you know, Proud and Powerful, the Young Bucks, uh, Penta and Phoenix um, and, and Proud and Powerful. So mm-hmm. that'll be definitely interesting. Right. Now let's move on to the next match. It was 
Anna J beating the Bunny and making HFO 2-0 and on the night. We basically, outside of it being a singles match instead of a tag match, I think we got basically the same thing. A solid match with the Anna J winning, HFO attacking afterwards. It was literally the same thing. Literally the same thing. The only difference is um, Penelope Ford and the Bunny end up standing tall with the brass knuckles and no one comes in for the save. But I, I it was rinse, lather, repeat for me on this one. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And not only that, but they also transitioned right into where Matt Hardy conveniently pulled the um, <laughs> pulled the fan over the guardrail and had the clippers and the, the scissors in his pocket as if, you know, he knew he was going to do that. Um, the HFO dominated 35 minutes of the show. Yeah. Not dominated, but was heavily featured in mm-hmm. the first opening 35 minutes. And I made note of that because it's like, you know, can can we break this up a little bit better here? Um, not that I really dislike any of them, but at the same time, it's like, why are we dedicating so much time to this one group who, you know, it's not one of their major factions. It's probably more of an afterthought than anything right. else. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. And all to set up a further storyline with Matt Hardy and and Orange Cassidy over this hair thing. Yeah. And, and, like Orange Cassidy with the hair, like why him with the, with the hair storyline? To me, it makes no sense, but let's head to the main event. Ralph Mero retains the TNT championship against Fuego del Sol. Before this match though, they do that split screen interview with Mark Henry, which what do you think of that? Do you like that little segment before the main event? Uh, I think it's fine. I think that what we're going to continue to see is Mark Henry try to play Bruce Buffer there with his uh, catchphrase. What do he say? Well, it's time for the main event or whatever. Yeah, something like that. So, it's time for the main event. <laughs> I mean, whatever. If people get into it and it's something that's going to be exciting for fans, then it's fine. I, I think that it can build. If you have two guys that are pretty good and pretty decent at promos, it it can make for a good dynamic leading into the match. So. I think it's fine. Yeah, I, I like it. And I love the the line Marrow made prior to this where he said, mm-hmm. I I enjoy defending the title and celebrating the win with my God above and my beautiful wife down below. <laughs> that was an yes. awesome line. Like, that's the stuff there that Marrow is doing that Rusev and WWE is not doing or was not doing. And that's just what's making him so much better in AEW than it is uh, WWE. But nonetheless, in the match itself, obviously this is a rematch, so Fuego Del Sol might have a little bit more of an advantage knowing what Mero's strengths and weaknesses are. He takes advantage of the weaknesses, has a much more competitive match here, but Mero eventually does get the win. Afterwards, because Mero won Fuego Del Sol's new car, he takes the keys, tries to shove them in Fuego's mouth, goes for game over, but then Sammy Guevara, with the fans backing him, comes in for the save, and we close with him holding that TNT championship. What are your yeah. thoughts on Merrill versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT championship down the line? Uh, I definitely like it. Sammy Guevara hasn't really been in too much of very many, uh, very meaningful uh, feuds here in the last several months, I would say. So yeah. it's good to see him getting those opportunities because he's one of those guys that people look to as one of those good young up-and-comers in AEW alongside like the likes of Jungle Boy and Darby. So I would throw him in the mix. Good to see that he's getting this opportunity. I think it's going to make for a good match with uh, the power strength game of Miro and the more or less high-flying technical ability of Sammy. So I I like it. 
Yeah, I, I got to agree with that. And I think we're, we might be seeing possibly the next TNT champion. I could totally see Sammy Guevara winning this and beating Mero being that one that takes down the undefeated and unbeatable Mero. I could see it, but it's also hard to go against Miro because he's been positioned so dominantly and he's been so good. Like little things like that, like you mentioned in his promo, just this persona that he's built up for himself as the redeemer and God's champion and all that stuff. Uh, I think there's a lot they can do with that. Granted, you know, you'd want to see Sammy get opportunities and win titles and all that stuff. And I think there can be time for that. I would keep the belt on Miro. All right. Now, what was your final thoughts on uh, Rampage this week? To me, I felt like outside of the promo segment, there were solid matches, but I didn't walk away from this being like, oh my God, this was a great Rampage episode. No, I, I agree. This felt like more of a a dark show with one really good segment between Britt Baker and Ruby Soho. Um Miro in Fuego del Sol was fine. I think that I like the, you know, setting up him and Sammy. But other than that, this was, like I said, mostly forgettable. Right. Now, obviously, this Wednesday is a big show for AEW. It's AEW Dynamite Grand Slam, part of this four-hour week that they're going to have. They're going to do two hours on Wednesday, two hours on Friday, and they stacked both these cards, Ralph. But mm-hmm. we're going to preview AEW Dynamite Grand Slam, make some predictions for the matches. You know, you got five matches on this show, and all five of them can easily be match of the night. Given the bills that they had to them, given the uh, possibility of dream matches here, whatever the case may be, they all could be great matches. But let's start it off quickly here. MJF. Brian Pillman Jr. rekindling their feud from MLW. I think their feud has been great so far with their exchange of promos. Uh, Got to admit, I while MJF is the quote-unquote hometown guy here, Brian Pillman, I think, has a chance to win this one. He definitely does because, he's he one, he's going to get the, um, the fanfare because of his last name. Right. And mm-hmm. that's not a knock on him. That's just simply how it is. If you have a list last name like Pillman or Hart or Neidhart or whatever, uh, fans are willing to embrace you, especially mm-hmm. when you're going against a guy as as crude and as, you know, let's just be honest about it. It's M- MJF is great at what he does, but he's an asshole. He makes you want to boo him, which is a very rare talent nowadays in, in pro wrestling. So, Excuse me. Uh, you have the the great dynamic between the young up and comer with Pillman and and the more or less somewhat veteran MJF who can draw just nuclear heat. Yep. Um, I wouldn't put it past Pillman going over here, but I just think that the only way I can see that happen is if we get the ultimate turn from Wardlow, and or maybe he costs him the match like we were discussing, and they start to build that rift there. Uh, I can't see Pillman winning clean though. There has to be some way to. There has to be some type of interference, I think. I, I could totally agree with that. And I could totally see Wardlow finally, you know, turning on MJF. But I think at the same time, they got to let that simmer a little bit. Now that they just kind of planted that seed and letting it grow, I don't think they're going to hot shot that too quickly. But you never know. Um, next match here, we got Cody Rhodes coming back against Malachi Black. This past week on AEW Dynamite, we saw Rosario Dawson become all elite as she showed up at the Newark show. Um, You know, I I thought the fight scene was a little 
too long of them just going back and forth through the crowd or whatever. But I think they got to do something there, obviously, for Cody Rhodes to come back, attack Malachi Black. Obviously, this is going to be a much longer match than we saw before. I just hope that Cody's not going to go over. Like, I think I that's going to give him a bad taste. A lot of fans are not going to like him going over. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, there is a certain percentage or subset of the fan base that already has a distaste for Cody for whatever reason. And, you know, whether it's justified or not, who knows? I guess it's open for debate. But I certainly think that they put a lot of time and investment in Malachi Black. He's gone over, mm-hmm. I think, just about everybody he's faced. I think he's undefeated, correct? He, at this point. Yes, at this point. Yes, he is. And I just, you know... What is Cody going to get out of it? If he wins, what's he going to do? Like, what, what, what is that going to do for him? He's already established. He doesn't need the win. He's probably not going to be wrestling full-time. Uh, it wouldn't seem because he hasn't been there in so long unless he's mm-hmm. going to come back full-time. Right. I would, I would stick with Malachi Black. I would give him the win. I'd have him do it impressively. Um, that's, that's my take on it. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. But, you know, there's been times where Cody has – had situations where we're like, yeah, he should put this guy over, and he doesn't. Sean Spears, Anthony Gogo comes to mind. So, I I mean, I think Malachi is going to win, but I can't hold it past Cody to go over in these big matches, especially when it's this match in this arena where it's going to be, you know, 17,000-plus in attendance. So, definitely got my eye on that one. But next one here, we got a tag team match, Sting and Darby Allen against FTR. This match set up last week on Dynamite where FTR attacked Sting and Darby after the match with Sean Spears. This has kind of been planted for a couple weeks now because Tolly Blanchard is actually teasing him and Sting back in the ring in one-on-one. So I don't know if this is leading to that eventually, but we talk about FTR getting back in the title picture Obviously, winning this match would help that, but if they lose, they're back out of the title picture. Yeah, and it, this is this is this is an interesting one. They're going to have to kind of uh, navigate around, right? Because FTR, um, one of the best tag teams in the world, arguably the best tag team, depending on who you ask, a team that you'd want to keep in your top, you know, certainly within the top five, maybe in the top three title contention tag team. You got Darby, who his last big match with Punk, he lost. The only person that I could see taking the the pin in this match would be Sting. If it, for anybody to save anything out of this or to get anything out of this and not hurt anyone, it would have to be Sting who takes the pin, right? Because that would make sense. I mean, what Darby's going to get pinned again? Like, I get it. Darby's going to be the ultimate underdog. He can still lose. Fans will always support him. But how many times are we going to see him get pinned in big matches? So. Uh, I think FTR needs to win this match. I think that Sting needs to take the pin here for everybody to save face. Um, and I think that's probably the most likely outcome. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Sting's getting the taking the pin and FTR is getting the win to get them into the title contention. Maybe they're the ones that dethrone Lucha Brothers and then we get the rematch of Santana and Ortiz um, against FTR for the title. And that would be huge, especially if it ends up on a pay-per-view like full gear. But... The only title match that we know of right now, Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho for that women's championship. We already talked about the segment on Rampage. Who do you got? I'm going with Britt. Got to go with Britt. Like I said, I think that just she's on a roll. She's one of the most over, not just women in wrestling, just probably one of the most over 
pro wrestlers right now. I'm not taking the title off of her anytime soon. I'm really I, not. Yeah, I agree. I think at this point, the person that has to take that title off of Britt Baker has to be someone that it means like it, it's a huge thing. And while it's going to be huge for Ruby Soho, I don't think she loses anything in a loss to Britt Baker. And I, I, I don't know how much money I would bet on it, whatever money I have in my bank account. But I would bet that Jade Cargill is going to be the one that takes the title off of Britt Baker. But we'll see as time prolongs. But main event, Kenny Omega, Daniel Bryan, non-title match. It's not an eliminator match. There's nothing. It's just an exhibition, Ralph. I think it still counts in the wins and losses. But do, do 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 you think it's a good call to have this match? on free TV, or do you think they should have waited to put it on a pay-per-view? I think they could have certainly milked this. But, you know, it's interesting because all week, all over social media, all you saw was people talking about hot shot booking and hot shot this and hot shot that. I, do I think it's been rushed? Well, first of all, let me start with this. Do I want to see the match? Yes. I yes. would watch it on Dark. I would watch it on Rampage. I'd watch it on Dynamite. I'd pay for it on pay-per-view. So that aside, I think that they could have definitely um, milked this a little more into a pay-per-view match where they had their confrontation. Uh, Daniel Brian Danielson continues to get wins week after week after week, chasing Kenny, challenging Kenny. Kenny continues to turn him down, turn him down, say, get get ranked, get ranked, win matches. You haven't earned a shot at me. They, they could have done all that. They decided not to. Mm-hmm. We're going to get it on free TV. It's that's the great debate. Is it going to pop a big rating, a big number viewership wise? I'm sure it's going to. Um, is this the same thing that used to hurt WCW back in the day? Yeah, it was because they gave a lot, a lot of away, a lot of good f- matches for free on TV. And Bischoff openly said that that sometimes feels he feels like that could have been a little bit of a mistake. I don't know. I, I Could this be a, a main event of a pay-per-view? Yeah, they chose not to go that route. Am I complaining about it? No. Business-wise, maybe it's not the best decision, but let's see what it builds to. Right. I, I think I agree with, with you on a lot of this, but I actually don't think it's that bad of a move to put this on free TV, especially one, the title's not on the line. It's not an eliminator match. I think this could really be like uh, an appetizer of what fans could see between these two. You don't give them everything. You don't give them the five-star or seven-star match that you would see on a pay-per-view. You give them just a little bit. You give them, you know, it's basically, while it's not a rematch, but it's basically AEW's version of Hogan versus Andre on Saturday Night Main Event. They are trying to get as many eyeballs onto this episode of AEW Dynamite as they can. Now, granted, they're not going up against Monday Night Football, but they are going up against the season premiere of The Masked Singer, which means, yeah, ratings might take a hit this week. So what do you do? You try to get the best card possible. And AEW definitely did that. And they add to this match, so they're trying to get as many eyeballs to this as they can. Obviously, there's a lot of fans that want to see this match. There's not going to be a clean finish in this, just like Hogan and Andre was, where... You know, you had, I don't think we're going to have a, a referee pretend he had plastic surgery and, you know, ho, uh, D- Ted DiBiase buying the title off of Andre. We're not going to get stuff like that, but we're going to get shenanigans. What if this is 
the return of Hangman Page, and he costs Kenny Omega the match, and they lead to his match with Omega at full gear. I, I feel like we're getting to the point of no return with, Dan, with Brian Danielson, though, because depending on how this plays out and depending what fans want, Hangman's been gone a while, and it's really hard to get the type of momentum that he had, especially more than one time. Um, but if you have seventy, if you have seventeen thousand people, just pop the roof off of Arthur Ashe Stadium. There's a yeah, there's a roof just to make sure. I know it's outdoors, but I'm pretty sure there's a one of those like quasi blow, roofs. Blow the walls up, blow the windows out, whatever. Blow something off. Yeah. Does the momentum comes right back if that happens? If they're going to build him and Kenny, if they're going to build a storyline with him in Dark Order, then. I'm I'm not into it. Like, if you're gonna build him and Kenny and position him as a main event guy, then do that. We don't. I don't need to see him come back just to to fix the Dark Order and to fix his friends and all that type of stuff. Like, if he's gonna be a main eventer and challenge for the title and take the belt off Kenny Omega, then build him up the right way. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you can. Get Cowboy mm-hmm. shit back over. Um, they're gonna have the shenanigans. Whatever ends up happening, they're gonna have to try to have. Brian Danielson exit stage right or stage left, whichever the saying, whichever way this the saying goes. Either he's one have to have somebody there that he's going to have to to challenge. So um, whether that's Adam Cole getting involved and somehow they end up in a little uh, in in some type of face off and and that's a feud for a bit, they have to do something to get the attention off of Kenny and uh, Brian Danielson because that's I, what fans want. Yeah, it's true, but you know. Yeah, I mean, they could do it down the line where, you know, Hangman costs the match. Daniel Bryan, uh, excuse me, Brian Danielson wins. And then we have the feud with Omega and and uh, Hangman. Then Hangman takes the title off of Kenny. But Brian Danielson's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, I get first shot at the AEW championship because if it wasn't for me, you don't, you know, they could play around with that. And then Brian Danielson beats Hangman for the title, and then we get the rematch, maybe at double or nothing. I mean, there's a lot of long-term broking they could do with this. There's a lot of avenues they could go with this. So I'm not entirely like, oh, they're giving away for free. It's Hot Shot Book and whatever. The name of the game is to get ratings, folks. Whatever episode, whatever week, your job is to get eyeballs on the damn TV. So when people say, oh, they're just doing it for ratings, no shit! (laughs) No shit! You mean you're not upset about... uh, Drew McIntyre and and Roman Reigns. Is that is that actually announced as a televised match or is that the dark know. match for that that taping? But that's the thing. Okay, so if we're wrestling fans, why are we complaining about getting a main event like that? Like, why are we complaining about Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns? Why why like why why, why do you guys care so much about that stuff? Why because it it's because it's only done for ratings. Like. No shit. That's the name of the game. <laughs> no, I know. But nonetheless, let's get back to the match itself. What's your prediction? Kenny or uh, Brian Danielson? I'm going to go with Kenny. I'm going with Brian Danielson. Through some weird shenanigans, because it's not an, it's a non-title, non-eliminator, Brian Danielson wins, and he's going to use it to his advantage down the line somehow to get that championship match. So pretty much what happened with Christian. Basically, except they announced yeah. the match ahead of time. So we'll see. But... What do you guys think? 
Give us your predictions for AEW Dynamite Grand Slam and tell us your favorite moment of Rampage this week in the comments below. Share us all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at SCPB Podcast. Subscribe, hit that bell for notifications, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Psycho Babble.